You're entering a realm which is unusual. Maybe it's magic, or contains some kind of monster. The second one. Prepare to enter... Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Good, 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 good news, everyone! Terry Gross and I'm Terry Green. <laughs> I was hoping for like a, a Nina NPR. Totenberg or something like that. Uh, Another NPR. Uh, I'm Lakshmi Singh. There you go. That's a good one. I love um, that bitch. Welcome back to. I love that bitch. <laughs> Lakshmi Singh's name and voice I heard so many times as a kid growing up listening to NPR. Really? I now that I've gotten into the five minute like. Uh, hourly update i listen to it literally almost every hour and i she's she is great who's the uh not nina totenberg she's the one who's been on npr for fucking ever and she's kind of sassy but she's not like she's npr sassy you know what i mean like i think terry gross is kind of sassy is it i don't think it's terry gross she does she does the politics beat um i don't know this is gonna bother me i'm gonna look this up politics you've uh now gone deeper than my NPR host knowledge. <laughs> Introduction. Uh, Ron Elving while, is decent, you know. While PD is looking up NPR uh, host, <laughs> I'll finish the introduction that I, I got myself off, <laughs> off task with. So, guys, welcome back to The World of Tomorrow, a Futurama-centric podcast. Today, we're going to cover Season 2, Episode 14, How Hermes Requisitioned His Groove Back. And now, like we've said in previous epis... PD and I are mm-hmm. very excited for this episode because it is probably one of our okay, safe to say top 10 most quoted episode. Um at least as far as the singular quote that's in question and we'll get to that. Um but overall a great epi. Um absolutely. And this was something or this was one that I like feel like it was one that I distinctly remember watching the first time it came on air. Like it was uh, the Fry and Morgan like in love was like definitely like, oh, cartoons can be sexy and arousing. Yes. I mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. as a kid was sort of like, uh, oh. the way that they're ha- making out is hot, <laughs> you know, as like a. 11 year old or whatever right when they both have like extreme overbites and like there's no way like that would like actually work unless they were kind of 69 kissing yeah they <laughs> no one really has like a chin um in the futurama universe <laughs> yeah and everyone has like a very large overbite and like it's like that but it doesn't of- look like that which is the weird part it looks normal it like it's it looks and is that standard. just because of context is that just because if you compare it to everybody else I, get, I mean, you're born with an overbite. Like, everyone has an overbite, right? Like, you're supposed to have a healthy overbite. Or maybe it's Maybelline. Or maybe it's Maybelline. I had, or uh, Dr. Raywood was like, you can get things that'll, like, correct your bite on your braces. Like, that's what the rubber bands are for. And then you can also get springs that will correct your bite like this. And I was like, I'm no. Getting I'm, a raging I'm getting a raging coil. I'm getting a raging coil. I never had springs. I did have rubber bands for a bit, but I think my mouth, my jaw just went straight back, so I still look like a, a uh, Futurama character now. 
Well, yeah, everybody has like a, or most people have like a natural overboy, overbite. I was going to say overboy. <laughs> I've got this natural overboy. I prefer um, to call mine a brover. But I think the way that this, the way that the Futurama characters are, is even more extreme. Or like a Phineas and Ferb or whatever, where like that dude's like head is literally a triangle. Oh, so this is also an interesting point. I love because they always do like a semi, what is it? Profile is straightforward. What's oh, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like a 45-degree angle. Yeah, exactly. Of, uh, pr- yeah, because straight at the camera and straight side are like not It, ma- it makes it engaging. look too two-dimensional. Yeah, 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 exactly. And exactly. so then when you get like a 45-degree, like it's just kind of that angle right there's like a sy- There's like a rating system or like a number system for that, right? Like the an- – like, Is there? Like for like drawing and stuff, I feel like there's like a – Draw like angle six or whatever, and it, that's how you would know. All I know are the which ballet positions. Sort of like angle one, two, three, four. And for the listeners, and uh, Daniel is executing each one perfectly. <laughs> Sit while sitting down, which I would like to see you do that. Um, I literally don't. While sitting down, upside down. Yes. Yeah, yes. Exactly. <laughs> Um, fuck, what was I just going to say? Something about the degree. Oh, um, when we have uh, Martin on, maybe he can explain to us all the drawing techniques and everything. Yes, Martin, hopefully Martin knows. I think he is sort of classically trained in the sense that he actually went to school for that. And if not, he's smart enough to have looked it up and understand the basics of that. Because I feel like I would guess probably be able to are... explain it to us plebes. <laughs> we Philistines who have no fucking clue what we're talking about. Correct, and, and, and we just sort of make shit up. <laughs> confidently we don't make shit incorrect. up. No, 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 no. Okay, we have a grain of truth. Uh, a, 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 a not a, a seed. Admiral, Say a seed. But... <laughs> Say a seed. Because seed? seeds grow. Oh, I was going to say not an admiral, but perhaps a colonel of truth. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. And now PD is rubbing it in my face last week that uh, I had a very ill thought out pun ready to go, and PD actually gave the one thousand percent best pun answer to a joke question that I had. I'll my let listeners go back. Did. I will let listeners go back and listen to that episode, uh, season two, episode thirteen. Of to hear that, and yes, I did go and tell my girlfriend about it afterwards. And was like, <laughs> you have to. I know you don't care, but I'm going to tell you this whole story because it's so yeah. good. It starts out 91 <laughs> November. I am. Can born. we? What is? What, what was I watching? Someone was like, "They're like, we. You need to tell us your whole story." I think it was like the other guys that Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg vehicle where oh, he's like – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, saying vehicle for a movie is probably the coolest thing I've ever heard and I'm saying that not sarcastically. I love that term. Vehicle? I think it comes from like the 50s or whatever, like the whatever early Hollywood where it's like – it's like a Cary Grant vehicle and it would be like – it's basically just the studios would sign actors for like multiple movies, right? And so they mm-hmm. would just write a movie and you'd be like, okay, Cary Grant, you have to be – Cary Grant, you have to be in this movie. <laughs> Did you say Cary Grant? Yeah, that was my Cary Grant impression. <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you if that's right or wrong. No, I'm, I'm stealing that from Matt Gorley does this thing where his friend – I'm like three tangents deep right now. <laughs> where one of his friends uh, does a really good, legit Cary Grant and then Matt Gorley will go – 
I Kelly Gwen as like a <laughs> pretending that his is better, but it's obviously oh, not. Okay. So anyway, they used to just like have contracts and the movie wasn't like you could decide to be in this movie or not. It would be like you're in this movie. And so from a certain perspective, the movie is a vehicle to basically advertise or sort of like make bigger the movie star that's in it or the stars. So if you had Catherine Hepburn or whatever in it, you could call it like a Catherine Hepburn vehicle because it's sort of like the thing in which that's presenting Catherine Hepburn. The only time I've really ever heard vehicle used outside of its literal, like this is a transportation vehicle. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Is a bike a vehicle? Yeah. I feel like I've only ever heard vehicle used as car. A vehicle is just any item used for transport, right? I think so. Well, uh, does it need to be powered? Maybe it does. No. A thing used for transporting transporting people or goods, especially on land, such as a car, truck, or cart. Okay, so a car, a horse-drawn cart would uh, ca- would fall into that category. Correct. So anyway, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell vehicle the other guy. <laughs> They catch, You're doing a they, good job crawling out of this thing. Here. I got this. I got all the. I got them all. All the tabs still open. All so right. They, so they basically have the bad guy, and he's kind of like a sniveling worm type of character, where he's mm-hmm. like always trying to weasel his way out. Worm and tongue. He's like they're like, tell us the truth. And he's like, okay, I'll tell you the whole story, but it's better. It's probably the story is better if I start now and then go back to the beginning. And then come back to now and then go back to the past again. <laughs> Basically explaining like a more complex, like a Tarantino movie or whatever, where they kind of start and they go back and forth in time until you sort of have – you have your mise-en-scene from the right, beginning. Right, 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 And right, then right. you go back and you explain it. Like the classic like freeze frame. I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah. Like little, that kind of thing. A little like media res beginning. Like it's it, it, it yeah. begins in the most tense part of the movie. Um, exactly. It begins like right – at the climax, right before right. The, the climax. Sounds like me. <laughs> Sounds like uh, beginning Gandalf is the climax. At Helm's Deep. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> that still tickles me every time. Fr- a French tickle, perhaps. <laughs> um, I also take it back. I was wrong about vehicle. I have heard vehicle used in a more culinary sense that uh, rolls are just a vehicle for butter. And chips are just a vehicle for various sauces and or saltas. Okay. Just to be clear. that No, I like that too because really carbs are a vehicle for flavor is basically what you're saying. It's, <laughs> um, yes, a texture, ve- a texture vehicle, yes. I'll, I'll allow it. I will not take it to kangaroo court. Sorry, koala You know I had my hand on the I know. You, you were ready for me to do it. And don't think I don't have some – uh, affidavits prepared. Okay, I am ready to stand up for what yeah, I believe. So, in. just so the listeners know, Petey was threatening me <laughs> about some uh, legal terms, terminology, and knowledge <laughs> that he has been picking up in an effort to try. He can try. Okay. To uh, <laughs> to litigate against me, the judge in Koala Court. <laughs> I'm willing to take I'm just, willing to take that on. <laughs> just know that my trigger finger is ready to go, okay? I'm sure we will have questions about it because there are a couple of things in here that uh, you know, I think I could take it a quality court on. Just I do if, if I do me. have some I do have some some quandaries uh, in my notes that we can both um, if we disagree, 
Mm-hmm. Hell, if we agree, we can even take it to quality. We can litigate it. it. We can precedent. It. We can make it precedent. Make, yeah. That we is can exactly, set precedent. That is exactly what Koala Court is for. <laughs> <laughs> wasting Court taxpayers' is, money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To agree. Wasting taxpayers' money since 1902. <laughs> That's right. We didn't start this podcast in the 90s, so, you know, we've been around for a while. Been around the block. Well, and Koala Court is an institution older than this podcast, as the listeners know. That's uh, true. I, I do think that I sent out um, – while we don't have a formal newsletter, I did send everyone via SMS a link um, <laughs> that explains the entire history of Koala Court. Um, right, from the Koala Constitution. if your antivirus is giving you a lot of alerts and notifications, it's fine. You can ignore them, okay? Ignore My, it. Um, my um, the consultants that I hired in the South China Sea to send out that <laughs> message assure me that that's totally fine. And all you need to do, it, your username is the same as your password. It's just your soch. Just drop it in there. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Gosh, and I love that we hired those consultants for such a good rate. Right? International. Who knew you could get such good rates from international waters? <laughs> Particularly from a rival country. You know, it's. That data mine. Well, hey, technically, and they did ask, they did reinforce this with me. Technically, they are not patriots of any country. Okay. Expatriates, so I believe. They're expatriates of Ex-pats. China. Okay. Oh, you know. But they're not a current pat of anybody else because they now just live in international waters. We, lo- we love a good. <laughs> So I guess I guess Wait, they if don't, anything they live they, on the boat. They live on I was gonna say it's not an island, it's a boat with Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's got satellite. <laughs> I'm imagining this like very old timey, like 18th century Chinese ship. <laughs> oh, like an old wooden ship. <laughs> like but it has like a Comcast router on it. <laughs> and then like the and water just goes down somewhere and you don't know where it goes. It's just dripped into the water. <laughs> Yar, someone needs to restart the modem. <laughs> There's a joke in there about a LAN party, but, you know, I, I'm not good enough to get it. Well, no, you, it's right there, BD. Yar, you can call me a landlubber. God damn it. It was right there. A landlubber. Oh, my God. See, I should have been more prepared for that. Now I'm too prepared for – you know what? All right. All right. Well, you, you, you spent – while you were studying the legal terms, <laughs> I was busy studying the blade. <laughs> I knew that was fucking coming up. I studied the blade. Those memes are so funny. <laughs> oh Jesus! What's the origin? What is the origin of that? Actually, What's the I think it's just. I think it's just like one of those classic neckbeard sort of <laughs> memes. It's gotta memes, be from an yeah. anime or something. Oh, that's true. It probably is. I studied the blade. Kind of sounds like Batman because it, it does sound like a thing that would sound cool in Japanese, but then when you translate it into English, like it's and too on the nose and it, sad. It would like yeah, it doesn't have the same like je ne sais quoi. Oomph, but <laughs> both I believe je ne sais quoi is French for oomph <laughs> or or ouvre. Oh, ouvre or orders. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or as in this episode, crudite. Oh, I did rather down. Should we? Okay, we've we've been okay, chitter, let chitter us, chatter. Let's get at her. Uh, how about? Can I take on? Because I have I have it for both. 
Good news, everyone. We're okay. Yes, we're, we're, we're getting the hand signals for the. Okay, and I, I, I think the hand signals help me. Yes, they definitely help. Right there, we go. Okay. Uh, so tomorrow we will be attending the Kyle Dunnigan comedy show at Cobb's Theater. Woo! As I've been in my like last day, second to last day of work, I literally just did laundry and watched some of the like recorded Kyle Dunnigan podcast shows today to like get in the mood for it. Uh, but I'm very excited. We're gonna do nice little Italian dinner beforehand. I am so excited. We're gonna carb up, baby. Carb up. <laughs> and now, Petey, this and does get down. Um, and we will be getting down. And then we will be getting on up. And then <laughs> we will leave the another theater. round of getting down. And then getting on up. No, Petey, you were uh, we were texting about whether or not Italian food before the show would be good. And then you asked me about whether I would like to eat at Johnny Carino's <laughs> or Fazoli's. And I, I let me tell you, I was actually thinking about Fazoli's maybe a week or two ago. Um but I before that I don't think I had thought about Fazoli's for like a few years. Oh and yeah, it really brought me back. Oh, if I listeners know. don't know what Fazoli's is. I don't even know if it's national. Like, do they have? It I think in it's California? a Midwest, chain. or is it Midwest? It's 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 definitely not like a like regional thing. Like it's it was like they had they had not they had regionally syndicated commercials. So Fazoli's is basically an Italian fast food restaurant. So they would have like pizza. Casual dining. That's true. It really was. Oh, they have one in Norco, Chino Hills. Actually, you know what, PD? I I appreciate you saying that because that may have been one of the first fast casual places. Right? Well, Because while there is not table service per se, there is table breadstick service. Correct. Which is unlimited. unlimited breadsticks if you eat in the restaurant. Uh, and basically, someone's job. There's someone works there, and it's their job to carry around a basket with some tongs and hand out breadsticks to anybody who wants them. And these motherfucking breadsticks are literally the like. They are so buttery that they just like are goop, and they're so good. You dip it in your fettuccine alfredo with chicken because God knows everyone's getting fettuccine alfredo. The people who go to Fazoli's and get spaghetti meatballs get the fuck out. Okay, and I'm gonna say this. I'm not going to hold it against you if you don't get that fettuccine Alfredo, but I will question your sanity slash IQ <laughs> level because here's my thing about the red sauce at Fazoli's. It's Watery. too sweet. Oh, I went for a texture. You went for a taste. Interesting. I don't disagree with that. The red sauce is it's, – it's, it's fast food quality. It's not ca- fast casual quality. You know what I think they did to it, which is a classic fast food move. Splenda. They put too much sugar in it because mm-hmm. sugar, salt, sweet, salty stuff does yeah. give you like a certain caveman style, like yeah, oonga boonga. I need to keep eating this kind of thing. <laughs> Can you know we call I mean? it oonga boonga now? Like, oh, that's my oonga boonga brain. Like instead of yes, exactly, brain, it's your oonga boonga brain. <laughs> I did recently say lizard brain to someone, and they did not know what I meant. They didn't the know fuck? I meant like carnal, instinctual. Yeah, not and it's not even instincts. like it's not even like Homo sapien instinct. It's like base it's living baser than instinct. That. Yeah, before exactly. mammals. Right, right, right. Pre, yes, pre mammalian era. Like, oh, 
my family member died, I should eat the carcass so that I don't let it go to waste because that is going to give me energy and I don't know when I'm going to get this. That is my favorite part of the wake. (laughs) It's an Irish tradition. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, maybe that's where the whole body of Christ thing came from. I don't know. (laughs) Actually, to be honest, Catholics literally do that every Sunday. They literally believe it's the body and blood of Christ. So, Although that has to do with like holy stuff, not necessarily just like sustenance, right? But maybe that's their lizard brain subconscious. Oh, but symbolically, it is sustenance. brain. Symbolic. It could. Be, I'm just saying it's their ungabunga brain subconscious that's that's having them do this. I think I just we just cracked the Catholic code here. Yeah, someone called Dan Brown. I was gonna call my friend Frank, Pope Frank. He went, he's gonna be on the podcast next week. Oh, Francis. <laughs> Yeah, I let. No offense, I like my joke better. Uh, <laughs> Did you get it? I didn't hear you. I was too excited about my Pope Frank. Joke. Oh, I said somebody. <laughs> we need to call Dan Brown. Oh, <laughs> the fucking Da Vinci Code writer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I'm oh glad God. that I re uh, relitigated that. Joke. <laughs> that was good. His heyday was like, like oh eight. He was the king of books. He was literally like writing the Bible. When he wrote that. And then Tom Hanks. He wrote the, the Bible of fiction books. Yes. The Bible. No, <laughs> <laughs> Hot take, folks. Hot take, guys. My atheism is slipping through. Wait, speaking of important things, there are 221 restaurants, Fazoli's restaurants in the U.S. There's only like a handful in these states. And like, 60% are in Indiana. They're, so like – Alabama, three. Arkansas, three. California, two. Colorado, six. Florida, five. Indiana, 33. Indiana has the most facilities of any state in the entire union. Tied I with can't Kentucky. Say I'm surprised. For 33. I cannot say I'm surprised. But I can't, why? I don't understand why Kentucky and Indiana have 33. They've got this huge market there. And then the rest of them, it's like, oh, there's like literally single digits. It's so fucking good. I guess it may be started in one of those states. Or they just happen, or just like all the, um, all the. I was going to use a derogatory term. All the residents of those obese states. humans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all the fatty make <laughs> all the fat fizzoli fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Triple F says we, <laughs> as we endearingly call them. Um, yes, Fabio Fizzoli began in uh, in Turin, Italy. And there, then moved to Muncie, Indiana, to open his first chain restaurant and give his first that. authentic chain restaurant. <laughs> Although I will say, there were a couple people who had their grad, um, what was it, like uh, high oh, school grad parties, open house, yeah, catered by Fazoli's. Great Wait, idea. Who? Uh, w- uh, TFTI. Will, will Pollard, I think, did. Oh, I don't know if I went to his. It was not great. It was too long. He started at like 10 a.m. Saturday morning, and then it went to like four. So no one, no one came at the same time. Yeah, if you do two, I get. Hey, seniors, I know a lot of people are graduating around now. If you're, li- well, by the time this comes out, you probably are already graduated. But when you open yeah. houses do happen throughout the summer, so it's not too late. True. Guys, a word of advice: don't make your open house too long, because then no one's going to come at the same time, and it's going to exactly. be kind of weird and sporadic. Okay, and the food's going to be cold, and no one wants that. Uh, a what is it? A short, quick, flat, a quick, 
kaboom. What is it, that thing? A buttery, flaky crisp. <laughs> Baked in a buttery, crispy flake. <laughs> uh, a quick flash. That's what you want. You want like a two-hour window. Make it somewhere easy to get to. Yeah, use a trench coat. Shit ton of food. Don't have any clothes on underneath. A quick flash. <laughs> I was like, trench coat, where is he going with this? You know what? You brought me around. I will give you that. Okay, thank you. Uh, so off, off of our Fazoli's tangent here. Well, anyway, this is related to, we were talking about, so speaking of food, um, well, we already covered the, the basics. We're going to go eat Italian before the Kyle Donegan show, which is great. Yes. And I am very excited to let me very uh, brutishly segue us into the episode. Um, one thing I did really love in this episode at the beginning um, when Leela is preparing for like a guest basically to come um, into the into Planet Express, she has like a little packet that she pours some seeds yeah. into a pot. And it's basically like self-growing, self-organizing crudite. So it's yeah. like a bunch of little mini vegetables that grow out of a pot, which we have already seen the fruit version of that in the episode the fruit tree where Leela, uh, yeah, Leela, Amy, Amy gives um, Fry and Bender that as a housewarming gift. Season so we one, know the technology is there. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. There's more variety in this crude in this self-growing thing, but not only that, it self-organizes itself. And it's fruits the, and vegetables. There's an yeah. apple in there. Whole. Oh. Yeah. When the whoa whoa when um, all of them fall off the little plant and perfectly arranged onto the platter, organized, you know, each vegetable fruit with itself. Yes. Amazing. Yes, no, I did love that, and I that I feel like that animation was probably, I don't know why, but for me, it's, it seems like it would be really expensive for them, but, like, they were like, this joke is worth it, right? Like It is more intricate, you're right, yeah. Right, it's very intricate, and it looked like there were a lot of frames going on, because, like, the plant has to grow, the vines grow out, the fruit grows, then it cuts itself on the way down and organizes, like, that'd be hard to animate, and this is back it, when they're not using, like, a lot of software that can kind of use AI to see oh, okay, I can see where the, it's going to, and you can like kind of auto-animate some of it. Well, that's why they have uh, Korean companies do it, basically. Right, yeah, exactly, because it's super fucking costly. And I think they actually animate Rick and Morty in Canada, too, now. So like Canada's got a bunch of... Um, there's another oh, show interesting. Too. Yeah, that anime. Do they do like a digital... <laughs> do they use like a digital program for that now, or is it still done via... No, it's all, yeah, it's all, Inked it's all digital. Like, no, it's gotcha. all super duper digital, yeah. I mean, they still ink uh, characters and stuff when they send over, like, uh, when they do storyboards, they'll ink it. Oh, sometimes. right, right, right. But then they, the animators are like, okay, does this look good? And then they give direction on it. Right, 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 right. Um, so anyway, that was our, my brutish segue. Um, so basically, <laughs> this episode is about Hermes. It's really our first Hermes episode, right? Yeah, he We've, he's kind of been a Zoidberg got his own earlier this season. We're kind of like Leela. We just more. had an episode where Leela had hers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, this this fucking season has like twenty four episodes or something. It's got a lot. So it, cause yeah, I guess it makes which I think is, is a, also partially because of the um, the way that the episodes are organized on Hulu. Yeah, because technically in. 
we are doing production order, not broadcast order. I had to like right. remember that because I said it a bunch of times earlier in the pod, like <laughs> episodes ago. I said that we were saying that a bunch when we finally determined it. So anyway, I think production order. There are more episodes in season one and um, fewer episodes in season two. But because there's fewer episodes in season one in the broadcast order, the order we're doing, mm-hmm. it's more in season two. So it's like yes. a, it goes from like nine episodes to like twenty four all of a sudden in season two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also they probably got. I'm, I'm guess. <clears throat> actually, no, I take that back. I was gonna say I'm guessing they just gave him like, hey, you get you get nine episodes since you're you know new, and then oh, people really like this. We'll give you twenty four the next one, so you can turn into. I like think a, I think a standard one is like thirteen though. I think that's a pretty standard right like, television, especially for animated series, because uh, I a lot of times what happens is. There's, um, I want to say like 26 for a full year. So shows that have new episodes in the fall and in the spring will have 26 episodes. So that's usually like a 30 a 30 minute program. Um, and then the hour long shows, I think typically will do like, yeah, like 13 episodes a season or something. Yeah, and I mean, I it would, depends on when they air. I think it would make like sense which, for Fox to like take a gamble on Matt Groening because in 99, The Simpsons had been on air for more than 10 years. Like 12 so, years at that point. Yeah, it was like 87, was I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. So it would make sense if it was like 97 and they were like, oh yeah, we'll green light Matt Groening for another show. That's easy. We'll give him like 14 episodes because he's already been on The Simpsons for 10 years. He knows what he's doing. So it would make sense that they give him more episodes in season one than a standard like nine. You know what I'm yeah, and the other thing is I don't know when because I can't really remember now. But like pilots, how often? Oftentimes, how? Or sorry, let me rephrase that. How often <laughs> are pilots really put out ahead of the rest of the show? I feel like that's because the really... point of a pilot, like a real pilot, is to sort of test it with exactly audience, a testing group that is the the whole audience. Um, and so some things don't really make it past a pilot. Other things, like um, what show? What am I thinking of? New Girl, I want to say, the pilot was filmed way before the show was greenlit. Um, and they basically switched out, um, I think, Damon Wayans Jr. for uh, 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 Lamar uh, – Marie. what's his name? Um, Lamar Odom is the only Lamar I know. Um, Except for Lamar, the restaurant in San Francisco, which is very oh, good. Lamorne. They switched Damon Wayans Jr. out for Lamorne Morris. Um and they did like a really sort of like, don't worry about that type of plot point to it. But oh, it was basically like yeah. we switched out one character because the other actor, Damon Wayans Jr., had started another show or some oh. project. So I, I don't think he was like available anymore. Yes. Well, I mean, so like – and at this time, like Family Guy still does this. They – so I mean so does Rick and Morty and a couple others. But – um. It takes them a long time, right? Like they have to write the episodes. Uh, they have to get every all the voice actors in. They have to match it up. They have to edit. They have to cut. They have to record the soundtrack, and then they have to put it all together. Go through standards. Go through CD or not CDC. Um, who's the air? They have to pass a biological check by the CDC. <laughs> they have to get their vaccines. No, what's the fucking? There's the an air- antibody count that takes a while. <laughs> it's just that the processing for that is kind of slow. Uh, SEC. No, that's the Securities and Exchange Commission. Yeah. What is the what is the fucking? And then they get a financial audit, audit from the FCC. 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 Right? Isn't that what it is? Um, and then they have to get a pre-flight inspection by the FAA. 
<laughs> the Federal Communications Commission. Commission. So that they basically they need to go in there and be like, oh, hey, we're going to say clit on live air. Can we say that? And they're like, no, you can't say that. So they have to go through like that. And like, that sure is, what is it? The, all the, all the big wigs are like, where even is that? <laughs> <laughs> where is that? <laughs> I've never uh, heard of this. But so Phil Family Guy like even made a joke about Women it. Women are and, incapable of orgasming. My wife yeah, never orgasms. That's a scientific fact I learned from the FCC. <laughs> I love all those jokes about Ben Shapiro uh, like not being able to please his wife because yeah. – so Also, he's so fucking weird. Oh my god. I just found so many crumbs in my chair and I, this is <gasps> – this is granola. I haven't had a granola bar in like six months. <laughs> Uh-oh. Mystery still granola. Good. It's fine. Just a little stale. kind of tastes like parts. Um, but you have been sitting on it for six months. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that would definitely make sense. Um, but no, so like Family Guy makes a joke about how they're like uh, – it was before the election and they made a joke about Mike Pence being gay and they like have little like subtitles at the bottom and they're like, this episode was written February 26, 2020. Like, did we get it right? Question mark. And oh, like, I they see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play it out. And then, like, South Park is notorious for being very <clears throat> concurrent with well, what's they're going they on. Well, because they streamline their animation. Exactly. And they, they do their writing the week before, which is why some episodes are like, oh, my God, this was a fucking swing and a miss. And then some are absolutely hilarious because they're so on point. But they do it a week before, so it's all live and everything. I don't know. I'm 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 getting into a hole. Anyways, this particular episode uh, where Hermes is requisitioning his groove back, um, there's so many good quotes in this one. Like we also get our our boy from uh, the intro, my baby's milk money. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, there's so many good quotes. Um, well, and I thought that the baby's milk money thing was particularly relevant right now because the U.S. is facing a baby a shortage formula, of formula, formula yeah. shortage, um, which is absolutely bonkers. I don't know if I ever would have predicted that that would be a commodity that gets that has a shortage. I have. Did a that happen during COVID? Like when the pandemic first hit and people were running out of toilet paper? Were people talking about running out of baby formula? Not that I recall. I didn't but hear, I'm, but I'm wondering maybe. if also there was an influx of babies that were squirted out during COVID that now there's more formula. Yeah, necessary. nine months after the beginning, yes. Oh, I see your point. I see your right. Point. So like, those are just like more babies than average. More demand. Actually, I will say this though. I do believe that I uh, actually read a statistic that it's actually not true that more babies were had during uh, yeah, like I don't because know. of the pandemic. I think it's actually a slight decrease. Um, I think oh. what it is, though, is that for me personally, Good. though, it's like an experience bias or like a whatever information bias where like people who I know and follow on social media are more likely to have had a baby during COVID, but that does not reflect the national average. Oh, yes. Uh, what is that called? So, Personal for example, people in the whatever. entertainment industry shacked up with their hu husbands and wives and significant others. Uh, because a lot of entertainment stuff went on pause at the beginning of it, right. for example. Um, but that's who I follow a lot on social media, but obviously yeah. that's not a representative sample of, of the U.S. So, Well, right. And, and I mean, that has been your statistics minute. <laughs> your statistical analysis. Um, I also have a solution if you'd like to hear it to the baby formula shortage. 
Yeah, I wish I had some um, solution music to give you to really hype this up. Oh, can we do it in post? Can we do like a like dun 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 dun? My solution is. There can only be one. Ten babies enter the ring. One baby leaves Ooh, the ring. Ooh, baby battle royale. <laughs> <laughs> and that baby gets all the formula he can suckle. And you have, instead of coaches, or she, like, you know. So he. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but I like that. I like. I was trying to do the Trump thing, which or I she. do like. <laughs> I do like that version of Trump where he's sort of looking out for opportunities to be a little bit more inclusive. (laughs) And it like, it's like the last thing on his mind, but oh, or she, okay. Um, But no, instead of like coaches, you know, with like Gatorade, they just have wet nurses with their teeth out and they just feed the babies like, all right, get back in there. Get back in the ring. (laughs) The baby's like, cut me Mick. And then they like open up a dirty (laughs) diaper and put a new diaper on. (laughs) Right, and they can have weapons. It's like a yes. Like a okay, I was just about to ask. Ends, do they get to like do the classic? Fire. Do they get to do the classic thing of getting to like choose from a variety of weapons so that everybody has like a different weapon? Yes, but they're all baby themed, so it's like a spear with pacifiers on both ends, and then like uh, throwing stars. But it's like actually just like teddy bear cookies and like a war hammer that's just like yellow red plastic, and it has that like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and then, the and then, is, and then the last weapon is just a gun, a normal gun, <laughs> <laughs> a fully loaded gun with a safety off. <laughs> Brutal kill. <laughs> but the best part God, is, I want to be in the audience when one of the babies right? chooses the gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's pay per view, and we take all those funds, and then we send it all to abortions. Boom. Pro-choice. Planned okay, Parenthood. Okay. Boom. Yeah, so Increased all the baby. proceeds go to funding Planned Parenthood. I love that. I've been called anti-baby, not only for my baby death matches, but for, <laughs> but for my politics surrounding Planned Parenthood. A lot of I just people wanted to think, put it all together. A lot of people think that Daniel's reputation for being anti-baby comes from uh, the baby death matches that he plans, but actually <laughs> it's from all of his anti-baby politics that he talks about. And I tell everyone the same thing. Look, I am a for- as a former baby, that's offensive, actually, <laughs> to my people. <laughs> I no longer identify as a baby. Uh, you know what? That's up to you. Sometimes I do when it's politically uh, pertinent, but former baby <laughs> <Wait>. here, folks. <laughs> well. We were all born babies. That's not a choice. Uh, I also love that. I didn't choose to be born. No, I'm not. No, we're getting. That's another tangent. I also love that trope. The anti-natalism stuff is funny because sometimes (laughs) you're like, oh, yeah, like life is stupid. And then other times you're just like, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) <laughs> Why am I like reading this whatever like – Say more words. <laughs> Say more words on that. Um, you know, like it will be like a meme where it's sort of like life is insane right now. Living in the 21st century is just like so weird and like we're constantly bombarded with like images of war and like it's not weird right. to see like body dead bodies on the news and shit, which is kind of nuts and traumatizing. 
Um, and then you, but then also it's sort of like, we're all kind of servants to our capitalist overlords. Um, talking about you, baby Bezos. <laughs> you just sort of like, what a what? weird, like. <laughs> Did you call him baby Bezos? Or is are you thinking about cloning Jeff Bezos to join the baby battle royale? <laughs> No, I was calling him Baby Bezos just because we were talking about babies, and also he's bald like a baby. So, <laughs> well, there goes our Amazon sponsorship. Thank you very little. <laughs> hey, maybe he li- maybe he likes that sort of uh, joking around. I don't know. Oh my gosh, Musk what if he's like a not though? We can we know that. Oh my gosh, Cucky Musky. Uh, he's not buying Twitter anymore either. What the fuck? No, it's on pause. Don't, just don't pay attention to him. It's on. He's just being. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Calculon. Uh, wait, this is a Futurama podcast that reminds okay, me. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> anyway, you were the one who asked me to say more words about it. <laughs> I did, and then I brought up the baby battle royale, so you know what? That was a good idea, though. So anyway. It was important. Um, basically, this is an episode about Hermes, like we were saying. Wow, every the last two episodes has taken us 45 minutes to get to the actual episode. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we just run through the episode real quick. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, Hermes, as people may or may not know, is a bureaucrat. And so mm-hmm. I do love – he's a grade 36 bureaucrat. And so, Petey, yep. just to kick this off, um, I was wondering – so bureaucrats generally, I feel like the one of the thing, stereotypes about them is that they're like mediocre. If you're a bureaucrat, you're sort of like mediocre and you're not really like – a trendsetter, right? You're not a trailblazer. You kind of are just like middle of the line, um, and you're like. By I would the say you're like a. I would say you're not even a. You're not even that. I would say you're like a a a cog in the machine. You're a peon. You are a worker bee who doesn't question. Yeah, anything. mediocre. I mean, that is the definition almost in a way, right? Mediocre clarinet player. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. I'll take that. Okay. So here's my point or here's my question. This is going to be a little bit of a mental quandary for you. Quan quan me up, bro. If Hermes is grade 36 and Morgan Proctor is grade 19, 19, who is more average than who? Uh, then who is the number one? Is one the most average, or is he above average? And I would lower grade is more average. I would say, bureaucratically speaking, uh-huh. that if there are one hundred levels of bureaucrat, the most bureaucratic is level fifty because you're right in the middle, or right? maybe fifty one, but. You're right in the middle. You're not the best or the worst. It depends on where you start. You start at zero or if you start at one. One point oh. There's a one and a zero. I got a number. You know numbers confuse me. I'm not a number doctor. I'm a. <laughs> okay. Here we have, go. Uh, a counselor. Approach the bench. Approach the bench. <laughs> and for those of you not looking, he's giving me a waving gesture with a pin in his hand like a judge would. Firstly, I would just like to say as uh, a amicus curiae or a friend of the court, I would gladly approach the bench, Your Honor. What can okay, I do Okay, and for I can you? tell you're buttering me up, Counselor, but I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Counselor, I have two grievances. 
One, yes. I actually found out that we were wrong about the gavel thing. It is not spelled with two L's. That is inaccurate, and I'm going to prove it because in Old English in the 14th century, it was spelled gavel. Okay, but it's not anymore. And uh, <laughs> I would like the record to show that we were wrong uh, and uh, I don't know, the internet was right or whatever. Or you- whatever. Are you sure it's not two L's? It's funny that you and me both, without saying anything to each other, both thought that it was, oh, it's one of those quirky words with like yeah. a consonant in there where it doesn't need to be. Uh, no, it's not. Like island. Exactly. Wow. It really – and I, I, I'll call it an apology. I am a fool. And I was also listening counselor. to the episode and patting myself on the back for knowing that. Know. All right. We thought we were so fucking smart. Your Honor, um, I capitulate. Well Thank pointed you. out. Thank you, counselor. And now my second grievance is it depends on if you – okay, if you have one through a hundred, if you start at zero, it would be 50. But if you start at one, it would be – It would be 51. Yeah. Because then 51 to fifty or to 100 is 50 levels. No, it would be 50 and a half. One to 50. One to 50 is <laughs> – <laughs> We'll never know. We'll you never know. know. Uh, let me – I have uh, – Your Honor, I have a de novo expert, which is Latin for a new. That's not what I meant to say. I lost okay, my – Okay, I'll allow it. A de facto expert. Um, Mr. Owl, please uh, <laughs> please get on the stand. As a counting expert, <laughs> would you like to let us know uh, which is correct, 50 or 51 in, in between the two? A one. A two. A two. A three. <laughs> Your Honor, I'm going to dismiss the, the uh, witness without prejudice. <laughs> counselor, your witness seems to only be able to count to three. <laughs> your Honor, can we take this to your chambers? <laughs> I honestly, not in front of the court, please. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think my client's getting any due process. <laughs> Just fucking reading all these terms. I, I think, think my literally co- just <laughs> any dude process from the judge. So <laughs> oh, okay. that one's a new one for me. <laughs> so you know what? I'm going to drop the charges, and uh, you can dismiss the case. Uh, actually, you cannot drop the charges. You are the defense counsel, uh, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is the defense? <laughs> Your Honor, we'd like to drop the charges against us, please. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, sure. I guess that's when they say I would like to move for a mistrial. That's what they mean is like I want to drop oh, the charges. Yeah. <laughs> or we fucked up so hard. Oh, my God. I love that the Johnny Depp and Janie Depp uh, trials John gone. and Janie Depp. <laughs> like Jack and Jill or some shit. <laughs> he made Amber Heard change her name to Janie Depp. <laughs> Um, no, th- I, I did, did you see the, like when Johnny Depp is leaving, everyone's like, Oh, we love you, Johnny. And like leaving the courthouse and like blowing him kisses. That is and so then, ridiculous. The fact I that know. people are like, literally in court. the other thing is, it's like, it's one thing to be like, we're in pursuit of the truth. Right. It's another thing to just be like, I'm going to like, without any sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for without any sort prejudice. of prejudice. Like, yeah, prejudice or discrimination. I'm going to go all in on one or the other. Right. And it's like you can tell from both of these things that 
neither of these people are great people. Neither like of Johnny Depp is clearly people. not was not a great. Maybe he's great now. Maybe he's learned from his ways. I, mean, I don't he know. Said he's sober and everything. Whatever. But this like, podcast does not take any official uh, st- uh, stances on the this particular case, uh, and be, mainly because as a judge. I know already what the verdict <laughs> is, and I haven't sworn to see this. All judges have a text the chain judge where they network, put the verdicts in. The it's judge true. network should not be trifled with, okay? That, that is standard operating procedure for, for a judge to text out to their judge friends what they're going to choose before the case is over, too. And, yeah, before all the evidence is presented. <laughs> and also, I guess, ignoring the fact that the jury is supposed to make oh, the selection. The jury, you think that the jury has anything to do with the decision? Yeah. Oh, here's another legal term. Uh, it's called jury schmurry, and <laughs> it's, when, it's when the judge just says, fuck you. Now, that one is verdict. only said behind closed doors inside the judge's chambers. <laughs> right. That's, that, that is very true. I also – Love the word chambers. It just sounds. I was thinking the exact same thing because I was like, (laughs) "Yes." If I was a judge, okay, excuse me, I am a judge, and my judge's chambers. (laughs) I got to. I got the same interior decorator that worked on the Harry Potter series. That's exactly like, and it's got it's got Gresham columns inside, and like a like there like a burled oaken wood desk and like dark paneling of wood and red red curtains perhaps velvety it's a wooden desk and you know what kind of wood it's made out of driftwood bitch so it's got a little bit of some gnarls in it and stuff (laughs) yeah sort of burls yeah 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 yeah. is that what you meant i didn't really know it when you said burl i didn't really know what you meant i think burl is because back in my Back in my days when I was 18, thinking the minute I get out of college, I could afford a BMW. You are. Uh, I get you. Okay. A burl for – okay. I just Googled it, guys, and I'm going to steal Daniel's thunder. A burl is basically right. badass but on a tree. <laughs> if you that, Google, makes that- Google right now burl and people will know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that ass. Burl wood. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's what, no, that's what makes the swirls. You're spot on. We were on the exact same page. Oh, yes, yes. Um, didn't your dad take after Christ and become a literal woodworker? Yeah, he majored in wood science, I think, or did he, some sort of forestry science or something. Did he not implant all this in, or impart all this information to you, like growing up? I don't I get imagine, it until I become a dad. That's the. <laughs> I just imagine him as like that's how the ceremony like, works. A like Mother Gaia figure who's like holding you with tree branch and he arms like, and like touches my forehead in a golden <laughs> it starts to glow gold <laughs> and then all the knowledge is uh, transferred. His like leaving phalanges. <laughs> okay, so he's, a, a, he's a, an ent now. <laughs> yes. Papa Dave no tree. <laughs> I'm an ant. <laughs> uh, he got very ominous there. Uh, tree beard. I am no tree. No, you do it better than I do. <laughs> Reece, Reece, Jonathan Reese Davies, God bless you. And, and hopefully not your zombie bones. I think you're still alive. He's old, though. He's like He's 80, way older I than I thought. Yeah, I thought, he, I thought he'd be in the 60s or something. Well, yeah. He, he had to be in his 60s when he was doing... Uh, yeah, he's 78. And those movies were 20 years ago. So he was like fi- – yeah, he was like in the late 50s doing those movies. Good for you. That makes sense. It's just – it's hard to remember how old the movies are. 20 years, MFR. Return of the King came out in 23 – or 23, 2003. Okay. And I just – I'm going to try to get us back on track. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Um, 
Anyway, the listeners, they understand. Um, they get it. So basically the 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 sort of So Planet Leela's, Express Leela's is, friends come over to play poker. Yes. And Planet this is the night before Planet Express is due for a bureaucratic audit, essentially, like an inspection. Right. And so they get rowdy. Uh, Bender gets caught cheating uh, in poker, and they all beat Bender up, and he tries to hide in Hermes' office, which then, of course, leads to Hermes' office getting absolutely ransacked. Right. Just and in another- time for the inspection the next morning. Another great quote is from Lila's former uh, boss, who uh, not only tells her she's fired, she's like, he's like, yeah, that was over a year ago. And then he realizes that Bender has uh, X-ray specs and says, oh, my various gods. Yes, I do love that one. <laughs> I thought that was pretty clever. Because he's uh, – I think we would presume that he's Hindu. Uh, I would presume that he's Indian. I wouldn't guess his religion. Okay. Actually, I think it's probably – I'm going to – He speaks – Oh, boy. Counselor? <laughs> I'm going to say this. I think it's actually maybe a little bit more appropriate for us to assume that he's Hindu, which does, we know for a fact, have multiple gods. Right? Oh, Hindu from the multiple. Okay, yes. But not Indian because we only see his sort of skin color and accent, which he could be from a surrounding country. Bangladesh, Pakistan, Nepal. Are there Hindus in Pakistan? I don't think so. Hinduism is the national religion of India. I do know that. Anyway, you were so close to getting disbarred just then. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? I would have had to. Uh, uh, 80% is of so Hindu. So basically, it gets ransacked, so and uh, they, from the central bureaucracy, they send rank 19. Grade, sorry, grade 19, Morgan Proctor. Oh, yeah. Proctor, by the way, is a great last name for a bureaucrat. Because uh, yeah, Proctor because is like, like an exam Proctor. Yeah. Um, I, and I love I that. Think it's, about it's that. It's just like it sounds very sort of like stern, I guess, and like yeah. rigid. Um, and so she basically is like, Hermes, uh, you are – you've like failed. And then Hermes is like goes through his own little crisis and he's like, I'm going to – I I can't stand this failure. I'm going to jump off the roof and I'm going to kill myself. Which to which to a, a great uh, pre-commercial quote from Bender. Um, he's standing on the edge and he's like, I'm going to jump. And then Bender's like, do a flip. Do a flip. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I do love that for they, Bender. They get Hermes down and um, Zoidberg recommends that Hermes go to this like spa planet called Spa 5. Um, right. And he's like, well, they give me a bucket of like crawfish every time I, <laughs> I refer somebody. <laughs> Yeah. And it even says it on the side. It's like the sign is like Spa 5, quote, recommended by Dr. Zoidberg. Yeah. And it ends up just being a forced labor camp, basically. And <laughs> yeah. while Hermes is trapped there, Hermes and his wife are trapped there. Uh, Hermes ends up being like, wait a minute, this place runs incredibly inefficiently. It would be so much more efficient if you were to like do this and that. Um, and right. by the time he leaves, he's like, uh, her, uh, Hermes' wife is like he found his passion for bureau, bureau, bureaucracy again. Bure, it's a hard one. It's like rural he, king. He, yeah, rural Juro. Uh, <laughs> he he organized the place so well that all of the labor is done by one Australian man who is like one of his <laughs> friends. Why he's there? Yeah. And 
I love it. He's like, mate, don't say anything. Pushing empty cats is the closest we get to sleep. <laughs> and then he's like, the way he gripes about it, he's like, oh, God. Like, it's like painful he's clearly for been him. There for a while, too. Where it's right? like, Hermes just got there. He's like to the point of like death exhaustion. And then Hermes just fucking screws him over. Um, yeah, I did like that. I, and all while this is happening, uh, Hermes is away. Morgan becomes kind of the de facto bureaucrat for Planet Express. Uh, and in her executing her duties, uh, we come to realize that she has a fetish about dirtiness. And this really interesting question up in my mind for sloths, okay. right? Okay. She goes through the locker. She sees Leela's uh, zipper is not at the end, end of the. Yes, of I the love jacket. that. So this is, this scene has two order. great things. Yeah. Yeah. Then Bender's uh, Bender's locker just has a nut in it, and he's like, "Hey, a guy gets lonely." So basically, it's like a robo flashlight. I guess. I guess something like that. You could put it on his antenna or something. Oh I yeah, I guess. Yeah. And then Fry's locker has a hat full of milk that was – or yogurt that was – he's like, well, when I put it in there, it was milk, like, <laughs> which was funny. But then Morgan like is like there's nothing kinkier to me than like someone who's dirty because I'm around straight-laced assholes all goddamn day. So this brings me to my question. Okay. And I want to posit this to the court. Okay. Jury, are you listening? Jury. Okay. They're listening. Jury number four. Finger out of nose, please, buddy. We talked about that. <laughs> Jury seven, I see your eyes closed behind those glasses that look like you have open eyes. <laughs> That's just permanent marker on your eyelids. <laughs> you didn't even draw irises, buddy. <laughs> um, do you think Morgan has normal, protected, coital relations with Fry in the missionary? Or do you think she is one butt-fucking nasty cum queen? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that based on the knowledge we have that she is doing it raw. So, <laughs> but like, is she kinky though? I'm saying raw dog for sure. But is she kinky? Oh. Is she crazy? But because she's a bureaucrat, like she can go out of her bounds and she can get turned on by that. But do you think that she and Fry are like kinky in bed? And would oh, Fry no, even because stand Fry is not kinky. <clears throat> Fry is like very vanilla because he barely has sex with anybody. We know from his the last episode he's an ass man, so he likes ass play for sure. Right, he is but, definitely. Uh, the other thing that I will say that is a little bit, um, it feels like a '90s thing to me now, or even early 2000s. But that's just reflective of my age, Be, and because of Twins? the TV. No, they basically are always making out in the show. Like Amy and Fry, most of the time in their relationship in that episode, are they're just making out. Like they're not having sex most of the oh, time. But I yeah. think that's just because it's a convenient way to show that they're physically intimate without like actually escalating it to that. So I don't think we can really take that as um, evidence for the court. Inadmissible is what you're trying to say? Jury, please uh, dismiss the last uh, – the jury uh, will disregard its own, own testimony. testimony. <laughs> um, no, I think that like for her, it is such a kink to just be having sex with a dirty person. And the types of sex is probably pretty vanilla. That is almost exactly what I was thinking. But I still do think they're raw dogging. But I can guarantee yes, she's on the Yes, they are raw dogging. Which unfortunately <clears throat> in this day and age, raw dogging is vanilla and not in a good way in that too many people are doing it. By default is what I'm saying. I'm if saying vanilla is sort of a default here in this. Context. As long as you're smart about who you're banging, raw dog away and make sure you're in a blue state because otherwise you're keeping it. Hey, here's what I'll say. 
Uh, always be careful, guys. Okay. Do you have a Do you have a clip you want to play? Like uh, the more you know. <laughs> yeah. I was like waiting for a a wind chime and the star to go <laughs> over your head. That's just Is the that guided a- meditation music. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it had a wind chime at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> It sounded to me like a computer calculating things, like an old timey uh, analog computer. So anyway, speaking of computers, <laughs> so Bender they, they, gets his head wiped. <laughs> yeah, so Bender's memory gets wiped basically, and Morgan he finds sends out that they're having to, an affair. Morgan sends it to the central bureaucracy, um, and they have to basically they're trying to go get it before it's found, so that they can like reinstall Bender's personality. So in the meantime, right. Bender's just like default, like I am Bender. Insert girder. Um, mm-hmm. So they go to the central bureaucracy, and here's I have two gripes with the central bureaucracy, PD. And oh, I, I love to officially litigate them. Oh my god, this the Koala Court Galvel is getting a lot of use today, and I'm all for it. And I will not uh, not pronounce it Galvel. Well, the, unfortunately, the listeners are already tired of it, but I'm not. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my two issues are. One, okay. this is a place that is the center of all bureaucracy, as the name would suggest. Yet Leela is able to get in by saying, we have a delivery of a bending unit, and the guy doesn't even check a list of pending deliveries or anything. He just or lets them in. He didn't have forms for her to stamp or anything. When literally two bureaucrats meet, they stamp each other's form. Exactly. Uh, Inconsistent much, to me. central bureaucracy? Okay, Agreed. That's, that's issue one. Issue two is so as we go through, they finally find the center fi- central filing room or whatever. Right. Okay, guys. The way things are filed in this place, it's literally just a big pile of like the little vials that go in those tubes, the vacuum tubes, like at the bank. Right. It's a pile of those, like a like a four or five story pile. That is not the, same the most. It's not even remotely an efficient way to process those. So what the well, – you guys call yourself bureaucrats? But I love this. I love New this because rule. what it's <laughs> – New rule. Because what it's saying is that no matter how much bureaucracy there is, in the end, it doesn't really work. There's no benefit to having this large amount of bureaucracy. Okay. I do like that interpretation. The problem is still there. The other thing I did I'll like say, that. The other thing I'll say though as a maybe, – maybe not mutually exclusive to that but as a counterpoint is like – it's not about bureaucracy not working. It's about how a lot of institutions that use bureaucracy to control others don't necessarily follow that type of organization themselves uh, because okay. they're like – they have the power. You know what I mean? I could say that. And I'm going to throw something do out Do as there. I say, not as, not I, as I, do. I do. Okay. I'm going to throw something out there. Call me a bigot. I think only humans should be working at the central bureaucracy. I said it. I said it. I think – there should be bureaucracies, central bureaucracies, for each different planet and their indigenous species. Rabbits, sharks, animals of all sorts should all be the Earth Earth central bureaucracy. And then whatever individual planet, you can do that. That's fine. I just don't think you should work there. I think that is a, <clears throat> definite, a definite breach of security. Just throwing it out Wait, there. Wait, which I didn't even I don't even really recall seeing aliens in the central bureaucracy. Uh, the guy who has like uh, he's like a floating eye and with a head. Oh, the gorgon or whatever. Yeah, the yeah gorgonite or whatever it is, and he's like, wee, 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 wee. he's like, don't okay, but he supervisor. probably has some sort of visa. 
He's clearly guarding unless something he was, because unless he has so he's Earthican eyes. and he was born on Earth and he is an Earth species. He should not be working. Okay, I will say this. If he is from a mythical sort of like D&D style thing, that's from Earth, bitch. I'll allow that. I have no the, problem with that. He probably – he looked like he was born the deep, deep, deep brimstone of the Earth. <laughs> the hell and brimstone that, that uh, birthed his – I don't even know what you call that body, I guess. All right. You know what? It's a hot take. I'll reflect on it. If anyone has a, another hot take or they want to write in – and tell me that I'm wrong, do it. Question me. I am here to learn. Okay, let's look this up, guys. Where where are Gorgons from? Gorgons are definitely from, like, the center of the Earth, is my guess. Yeah, they mean, like, grim shit and, like, live in caves or whatever. Fire and brimstone. And, of course, Medusa being the most famous of Gorgons. Yeah, is it Gorgon? Because that just reminds me of Zordon from Power Rangers, not Gorgon. Gorgon. Um, I like to say my name's Gorgon, Gunner. It's more, Gorgunner. It's more fun. <laughs> it sounds more D and D esque. Okay, here we go. So Gaia births Pontus, who births Forces, who then mates with Seto, who births the Gorgons. There you go. You you had me at Gaia. You lost me at Seto. Keep up. You got to keep up. I'm trying to think of like CD's nuts joke. CD's C- toes. toes. <laughs> CD's toes. <laughs> this isn't wiki feet, okay? <laughs> wiki feet. Um, anyways, we, we get to the central bureaucracy and I uh, I get that they probably didn't have a lot of their animation budget left over from uh, <laughs> the crudité scene. <laughs> But I kind of wanted to see more of the Central Bureaucracy, right? It's this huge building. It's kind of forbidden, right? No one can really get in. They're sneaking around. They, we do get to see Central Filing. But I feel like that little cutscene could have been way longer of them, like, going through special security doors. And, like, you know, they could have done a, a fun montage there where they're, like, everyone's skill is, is different. Like, the professor has something. And then they, – They definitely missed through, a yeah. reference to um... – Get uh, smart. Get smart. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Like a get smart. Which they intro, might do right? later on. That's the, get smart is definitely a show that Futurama would would reference. So maybe those writers probably episode. grew up watching that. Yeah. Because my dad did, and they're probably the, my father's age now. Okay, NPD. I forgot that I have. Um, I had one more thing to add about the inefficiency of like stacking up all of those tubes. Okay. Yes. Tube. Tube it to me. Central filing. More like central piling. Oh, the son of a bitch did it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's got me central smiling. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, And I will be in my bathroom redoing the grout in my central. (laughs) I was racking my brain for another one. Then when you said grout, I immediately thought. (laughs) Oh God! I've got one about argyling, and it's it's too deep. So <laughs> let's just move on. Um, no, I, I mean, I did enjoy so, Hermes' song. I thought that. Sorry, I guess we 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 end up getting. Yeah, I was just going to say maybe to set pile. you up for that. So Hermes basically, in order to get the the Bender's personality file back, he has to sort the entire pile within four minutes, and he does so by singing a song. 
Right. His, his, his uh, little, like, Jamaican song, Jamaica, Jamaica. It's a great he song. He says, requisition me a beat. Yeah, yeah, I wrote that down, too. Requisition me a beat. Um, and he only throws – I didn't count. I was going to, but I was kind of late. I was mm, – some people may know. I was a little late to the, the – I was there, and I'm choosing not <laughs> to press charges. <laughs> You know what? I would take I would take the consequences. Um, no, so he throws I think maybe a total of thirty canisters. That pile had to have tens of thousands of canisters at a minimum. Easy, and he throws like thirty. Like they should have had him like I don't know use some kind of space machinery to sort him, or like a hose that blasts them into the thing. Like also a missed animation opportunity. There were so many fun things you could do of how to file one of those canisters and like, I don't know. I, I can't even fathom. There's just 35 different animations I could come up with in like 10 minutes of how you could do that. And they didn't, which well, here's the thing is one, they are really using it as just like a breezy plot device to be like, okay, it's the end of the episode and we need to wrap this up really quick. So we're going to use a song cause it's fun and yeah. distracting, but also kind of to just breeze over how good of a bureaucrat and how good at filing Hermes is, which brings me to my last point of the episode, which is Hermes performance, quite frankly, is unprecedented. How yeah. is it that there is a pile that big and the person to be able to go through all of it in four minutes is basically he's downgraded two and then upgraded one. Upgraded one. And so you net he's net. So the downgrade uh, two is a worse, we can, say, we can pretend worse. that doesn't happen because that's something Morgan does out of spite. But 1.0 grade guy, um, after Hermes basically is like, you know, um, I deserve whatever thing um is like okay you can have one more grade back so he starts episode 36 and he ends at 37 but i'm like you should be minimum grade five from that performance 100 percent. no one has done that in the history of of the bureaucracy maybe number one thinks he's a, a risk thinks he's after his job so if he gives him too too much power that's true show up. that's true that's and true if, if he was a grade five he wouldn't be at fucking future or um planet express he'd be at like mom's court being the bureaucrat there that's a good point i wonder um how they do that sort of assigning because in a, i feel like in one there's one interpretation though where the bureaucrats don't really care where they are it's just sort of like maybe how many people are there so Planet Express being a small company doesn't need a high ranking one? But if you are work for Mom, it's not because of like how prestigious it is. It's because of like there's just a lot of bureaucracy that needs to happen at a company that big. Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, also, do you have only one bureaucrat per, or is it like you get right for every thirty heads you, you get have bureaucrat. like junior bureaucrats and stuff? Right, intern bureaucrats. Well, these are things to ponder at night. This is what this is what this is going to keep me up. This is what uh, this is. This brings us to the end of the episode, which we're glossing over. The best quote. Do you have it? Bender's in your face interface. No, oh. you are technically oh. correct. The best, the best kind, kind of correct. Of correct. <laughs> which we say on a frequent basis. We say that all the time. Um, now I'm ashamed that I I didn't write that one down because I was like obviously we're going to talk about it. Like, <laughs> but I did have yeah. Bender's in your face interface written down. Which oh I yeah, I did love. I also love. I'm or I'm Bender, baby. Please insert liquor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as he comes back to himself, that's what Bender says. Okay, PD. So, um, 
how many bureaucratic uh, points? Bureaucratic. I was going to say bureaucratic grades. grades. But then I was thinking about Gorgon eyes, and then I was thinking about the little canisters. Things, but I couldn't think of what they were called. Uh, Ellie Belly Tubey Smellies. Ellie Belly Tubey Smellies. <laughs> canisters. Hey, Bull. I hope Bull is listening. I hope she is. What's up, Bull? What's up, girl? She's a mom now, and you know what that makes her? A fucking MILF. We have MILF friends. We do have MILF friends. Laura. Do we have DILF friends? I mean, I guess besides our MILF friends, Brock, husbands, Caleb. I can't but I forgot that they have kids. I haven't seen right? pictures of them recently. No offense. <laughs> really? Who else has kids? I don't, I don't know if anyone else I know has well, kids. Well, I guess the other thing is, like, as someone who is a heterosexual, I feel like because I grew up with them, I don't think about them in that way. But if I saw a, a picture of, like, a, a handsome dude with, like, a – six pack i would be like oh that guy's hot but like a person i grew up with i wouldn't necessarily be like you know what i mean just yeah no, i, don't, I, I yeah. never have even thought of it that way right it just it's never occurred to you so like you're right. the what is that the synapses don't connect in your head it's just like oh that's not how that works right but you know what i'll give you this pd <clears throat> you're technically correct the best, <laughs> the best kind, of, kind right. of correct i think we need so to get anyway, that on the soundboard how many grades future reference okay that's a good idea how many grades, bureaucratic grades, would you give this out of five? I'm going to go with a four. A solid four. It was. It, it's great. It's got good quotes. There, uh, there were a couple missed opportunities, like we said, but um, some good animations. And I fucking love the, the fact that the entirety of the Spa 5 work force labor camp is run by the one australian the one australian guy <laughs> yeah that gave me a giggle so yeah I'll give Katie, a i love that you are always criticizing them on like animation logistics because they came out 20 years ago more and than because that's probably the ago. thing we know the least about like <laughs> process wise a hundred percent but you know what i'm a tough cookie to crack and there are a couple anyway. that are gonna get a five and i'll yes exactly and i'm more than happy to judge Okay, so PD, I'm in agreement with you. I'm going to give this a four to five as well. Wow. There was some, there was some great um, – I do. there were a lot of great quotes in here and like the locker scene was a great setup and also just like the way that Morgan um, <clears throat> Proctor is sort of like – what does she say? She goes, why is there yogurt in this cap? <laughs> And he's like, well, you see, at first it was milk, which sort of like only makes the whole situation more confusing because you're like, why was there liquid milk in like an upside down (laughs) baseball hat? Right. How did it stay there? Uh, Well, I wanted to ask you, uh, how are your claws or your tail or your pointy ears? Because you're clearly a copycat. Four and four. This is the second time you copied my rankings and I won't have it. I was trying to play the law and order sound effect, but it stopped working for some reason. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I heard you click and I was like, please start qual according. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best, we should wrap it up. Um, so you go first on your trivials. Okay. Well, PD, you referenced something earlier that's going to make me think that you'll get this one. This is, I, this is not the hardest one, but um, I'll ask it anyway. Where did Leela's ex-boss meet his wife? 
my horrible wife. Uh, <laughs> he met her. That is where I met my horrible wife. <laughs> I just keep saying that to myself like it's going to come to me. Wife. I don't know. Where do you meet her? Wow. Okay. Uh, at work. Oh, I was going to say the cryo lab. Fuck. I should have just I should have just guessed. Why do I say I don't know? I should just guess. There's no yeah, harm in true. guessing. You should always guess if you can. But yeah, basically the, that's, that's the point is that he's like, uh, Leela asked him out and he said no. And he's like, I don't date people in the office. That's how I met my horrible wife. Oh, yes. <laughs> my horrible wife. I do love that. Okay, that was good. Well done. That was, that was, that was uh, not even. Yeah, that was a good one. What else you got for me? No, I only have the one. PD, I can only do one. I don't know how you get like four. I cannot pay attention in that one. I love trivia. Uh, Okay, I got a couple for you, but we'll rapid fire them. How many stamps are on an approved bureaucratic form? Five. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. What is the name of the – you already said this. What is the name of the planet Zoidberg sends everyone to? Spa Five. What gives Bender his joie de vivre? Wait, what do you mean by joie de vivre specifically? Uh, you already a you, floppy uh, disk. Correct, but he has a certain type of blank, 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 blank. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's got everything: his personality, his quotes, his the floppy disk. Bender's yeah, it contains his. Personality? Personality. <laughs> I don't know what word you're trying to get me to say, I guess. is His – it's something that a um, UX or UI designer would work with. His database. <laughs> no! His in-your-face interface. Oh! <laughs> all right. This one's for all the marbles then. Okay. I did not – sorry. Um you didn't get what I was, you didn't go, you didn't pick up what I was putting down. I wasn't. Damn! I was trying. I hit the the judge gavel sound and it didn't do anything because I was trying to uh, call upon Koala Court. No, I was going to say <laughs> I would argue <laughs> that his in your face interface is not what gives him his joie de vivre. It's part of his joie de vivre. Mm, That's my argument. Without it, he doesn't have any. It's my argument. Since we, since the gavel didn't run, we can't. Okay, get well, it, I we still got two out of three on that one. I still got two out of three on that one. Uh, I have one last one. What year was the was the central bureaucracy founded? Nineteen twenty nine. Not even close. Twenty one fifty nine. So you lose, and we both lose, and you're not ahead of me, and then it's even now. What? So, I got two out of four. That's better than zero, bitch. Well, I got mine really wrong, and I don't want you to win. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I win that time. Okay, <laughs> folks. This is why we have Koala Court to settle these these differences, and we can't get the gavel. Well, the to gavel work, so. broke, so uh, well, we can't do it until next time. <laughs> we're gonna get some masking tape, and we're gonna tape the head of that hammer back on, and then we're gonna let two babies fight it out. See how things go. Baby babies. battle royale. Baby All right, guys. Royale. Well, that has been an extra extra long episode, and we thank you so much for bearing with us. Um, this, as you may know, was probably one of our most litigious episodes, but we have yeah. not ended with a hung jury. Uh, the jury all have tiny little penises. Speak for yourself. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> I knew we were both going to go there, and they I are still win. Free to go home, <laughs> as are you, and, listener. And but don't worry, listener. You are hung wherever it matters most to you. Okay, you're hung in the heart, and that's what matters. Yes, I love that. <laughs> is that from something? I don't know. It probably is. I, I like love that flows that so in my much, subconscious. Petey. I am hung. And that's probably how I'd categorize myself as being hung in the heart. Hung in the heart. My heart and has the a trousers. massive cock. <laughs> <laughs> Can we put a reverb on that? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it was just so unexpected. Woo, that was good. Um, I was, I really wanted to end it there just for the comedic (laughs) effect of it, but I do want to give out the handles real quick. So you can follow us on Twitter at WTTWOT and you can find us on, support us, please, on Patreon at (laughs) patreon.com world of tomorrow pod. (laughs) That's right. And, uh, we are found anywhere. Your podcasts are found Spotify, Apple (sighs) podcast. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Uh, Spotify, Apple Stitcher, Podcasts, and Stitcher. Google Podcasts. Yes, thank you. I was having some a conniption. Oh gosh, some Lacroix. Some little. Well, you know what? This isn't Pimple Mouse. It's a pastique. I'm not a big watermelon fan, so it's giving me heart fart burn. <laughs> fart burn. <laughs> fart burn on my horse cock heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.